Welcome to C3 Wellington. We're a community on a mission to live, love, and lead like Jesus. For more information about C3 Wellington and to find out about upcoming events and services, visit our website, c3wellington.com. We're so glad you're joining us for this message. We pray it impacts you today. Dreams, you've had them, you've got them, or they're about to come. And there's a real big difference between dreams and wants. And I'll speak a little bit more about that too as I, as I go on. But this morning, I want to I I talk about unfulfilled dreams. Because they can be devastating. Has this dream that you have, or this desire that you have, never left you? Never left your heart? Hold on to that. Sometimes it's a seed that's in hibernation. I love saying that. Do you know why I love saying that? Because I saw it on your YouTube site. You two sitting in the town hall there with the, all those chairs and stuff. Sometimes it's a seed in hibernation. I mean, I'm going to write that down. And it happens to God's people. We look at Zechariah and Elizabeth. You know, waiting so long. He, you know, he was... One of the head honchos in, in, I want to call it the church. He couldn't have kids. And look what happens. That moment that they never gave up. Breakthrough. And we look at Luke 2.25. I didn't give it to the, to the guys at the back. It says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was the man. He was a man of God. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. That's actually a rarity back in those days. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. He had a revelation from the Holy Spirit, and he still had to wait a long time long time patience and trust and then a few verses on verse 36 it says he was also a prophet Anna the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher she was very old she had lived with her husband for seven years after her marriage and then she was a widow until she was 84 and she never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. I tell you, I would have given up. Because that's who I am. Kind of. That's a long time to wait. To pray, to fast, and then finally see the promise and the dream revealed. 
One word, perseverance. Please just persevere. Two Peter three verse nine says that the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. God's version of on time and soon are not ours, unfortunately. Amen. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. I thank you, Father, as we open your word, as, as I get to share, that you would reveal to each and every one of us. You who are faithful. You who are loved. Hebrews 10, verse 19. Through to verse 25, it says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body and so since we have a great priest over the house of God let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from the from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water let us un, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful And let us consider how we may spur each other on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but but encouraging one another and all the more as we see the day approaching. I want to break this down a little bit. Verse 19 to 21 says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have a confidence... I asked this morning, where's your confidence? Where is your confidence? I'm not talking an arrogance. You talk to hear about a confidence to, to have this relationship with him. Is your confidence lost? Is, you, is your confidence in you? Has your confidence been broken? That's a cruel one. And verse 22 says, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart. What's your motive in the dream? This is where I want to break things down a little bit. Many years ago, while these guys were living with us and they know our story, they know Hannah and I, warts and all. And I really don't mind ever you guys telling anybody about what happened and what we went through because we are all learning. Hannah and I said to each other one time, 
It'd be awesome to be rich. We'd be so good if we were rich. So many things we'd do. Be careful what you say sometimes and what you ask for. Because it was... There was a moment when God said, all right. (laughs) He laughs. And he made us rich. So we thought. And away we went. We were gonna we were gonna do this because we were pastoring at the time. You know, we were God's gift. He was lucky to have us. (laughs) And long story short, it didn't go so well. And the cool thing about God is he goes, you're right. Are we done? Can we start again? And you do, you stand up, you brush yourself off, you go, yeah, let's do it again. And he said to me, seek first the kingdom of God. I know some versions also say, and his righteousness, but the point he was making is, seek me first, and all these things shall be added unto you. Man, why? Why didn't you tell me that last time? Yeah. And he goes, because you weren't listening. Times there's there are times to run. Sure, but make sure you walk with him. Seek first the kingdom of God. And verse 22 continues on with the full assurance that faith brings. With the full assurance that faith brings. Assurance, as I've just told you does not bring faith. Faith brings assurance. I am the eternal optimist. You cannot tell me that I cannot. Part of the story that that the Hintons know about me is that um, I, I had a mum and dad, but they were never, ever there. And it's not a stop story. Um, every long weekend, I was sent off to Raglan or youth camps. My parents aren't Christians. Um, so I did everything on my own. I literally did everything on my own. And as much as that was lonely and that sucked, he was with me. At one year of age, I, I was born. At one year of age, I had leukemia. The bad sort. And I'm here today. Yeah. Yeah. And I always believed that it was my nana that prayed for me because she's the only Christian I knew. She was about that tall and she was always old. <laughs> But the thing is, if I, if, I, if I think back and do the math, 
at 18 months of age, I was healed. Leukemia disappeared. I did not have all the treatments or anything like that. And I always used to pray at night with a little kid, and a little, little kid. And I always believed it was my nana. And about four years ago, my dad, after a few wines, started tearing up and he told me that. I remember when you were just 18 months old and you had leukemia and I walked out. I was walking out of the hospital and I thought it was the last time I was ever going to see you. You were that skinny, the nappies falling down around your, your knees is literally what he told me. And then your nana and her cronies, <laughs> those are her words, walked past me and prayed for you. That made Nana 45. It is. I know you're jesting, but for the majority of you, you're probably under 45 years of age. How old? Huh? 31. Spirit of deceit. Gone. Anyone can do it. And here I am today. I see these old people who waited so long. Don't wait. You don't actually have to wait. So as we can see already, the things that we need to help our dreams become a reality a confidence, a sincerity, and a faith. That's a really good start. I am genuinely here to help you find your dreams, to break through in your dreams. And then as we continue on further in verse 22, there sometimes can be a bit of a tricky spot where it says having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience. So sometimes, sometimes this is one thing to check. Maybe our dreams are not happening or coming into fruition because of sin, a jealousy. Jealousy, especially in church, can be a big one. You know, man, I wish I was like that person. You know, if I was 31 again, oh, or 46, I could play better than that. Maybe there's a, an anger sitting in there. Maybe there's selfishness sitting in there. Maybe there's an unbelief or a doubt. And as I wrote this down, God said, and here's the big one, unforgiveness. I tell you, man, the amount of people I get to pray for, that one blockage is unforgiveness. 
and it's nasty. It will sit there and it will convince you that you don't have to forgive that person. John, you don't understand what my dad did to me. John, you don't understand what my wife did to me. John, you don't understand what my neighbor did to me. John, you don't understand. I don't care. He does. And I don't mean that rudely. If there is unforgiveness, we're going to get rid of it today. Verse 23. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. 1 Corinthians 13, 13, one of my favorites goes, and these three remain faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. But Colossians 1.15 says, faith and love spring from hope. Don't lose your hope. Don't you dare let hope go. Verse 24, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Why wouldn't you want that? It's so much fun. The banter. Look, I don't know when the last time we caught up with these guys here, but you know, we can get back together again and we're the same two Muppets that just talk about smack and nothing else. She will cry. He will laugh. We'll shoot something. You see how infectious laughter is. If we're going to do this Christianity thing, have fun. Verse 25, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as the day approaches. And God knows it is approaching. He that promises is faithful. God doesn't need you perfect. No, I just know there's somebody in here going, John, you just don't understand. You just don't understand. And you know what? I don't. But he does. And I just ask that you, and I know that it's you this morning, just to, and we're all going to close our eyes in a minute, and we're all going to pray. And I want hearts softened. I want ears opened, eyes open, just to receive. God doesn't say, well, I'll only do this for you if you do this for me. He's a great dad. He's an awesome father. He shapes and he readies. Why? Because he loves you. And how do I know this? Because when the proverbial hits my fan, as it often does, I go back to my default scripture. 1 John 4, God is love. God, why? Why did you do that? God is love. Why didn't that happen? God is love.
and I finish up in the scripture here, Acts 2.17. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. That means that they will speak. Your young men, your 31-year-olds, will see visions. And I'm the only old one in here, so your old men will dream dreams. Close your eyes. Can we, can we stand? Other way around, stand and then close your eyes. <laughs>